Hey everyone and welcome to the Year Ones, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred February 23rd. Sometimes the month presents itself with a series of similar events that make up a theme month of sorts for these episodes that I do. It could be weather or space or mysteries, but nothing really prepares you for some of the things that people have shown that they are capable of. There isn't really much of a setup for this one, and so let's just start with the discovery. As the story goes, on the 23rd of February, a man, John Stachowiak, the pronunciation on that was terrible, went into the woods of Susquehanna Road in Fox Chase, Philadelphia, to check his muskrat traps when he came across a dead body. A shocking and unpleasant surprise for anyone. But the man chose against reporting it because the traps were illegal and he didn't want to get into trouble. Two days later, Frederick Benosis went into the same woods to spy on the nearby Good Shepherd's home, a residence for wayward girls. And here, immediately, we are presented with some inconsistencies. In some versions, I read Benosis was the first man to find the body and upon fleeing was so taken by guilt that he confessed to a priest who in turn, convinced him to go to the police. Benosis is also sometimes listed as the hunter with the traps, a man who changed his story to chasing rabbits. There seems to be a consensus that there were two men who found the scene independently of each other, but some confusion as to which one was which, depending on the article. Another story is that after Benosis stumbled upon the body the next day, saw a news report about a missing four-year-old girl, and only then did he contact police. In any of these scenarios, however, the police were called, and when they did arrive, they were greeted by this sight. The year was 1957, and on this day, February 23rd, the body of a dead four-year-old boy wrapped in a blanket and stuffed into a box, dubbed the Boy in the Box, was first found. Sitting in the vacant lot was a box lying on its side. The box once held a bassinet from J.C. Penney's and had the words fragile, furniture do not open with a knife, printed on its side. Inside the box was a blanket made from an inexpensive cotton flannel. It was well worn, its design had faded, and had a pattern of diamonds and blocks that were in the colors red, green, white, and brown. It also appeared to have been recently washed. Wrapped up inside the blanket was the body, believed to be between the ages of three and seven. It was severely malnourished and was covered in surgical scars and bruises. Medical investigators would later conclude that the boy died after receiving multiple blows to the head. The boy had brown residue, possibly from vomit, in his esophagus. His hair had been recently cut and there were clumps of it hanging to his body. This led some to believe that he may have had long hair and was raised as a girl. 
The clumps clinging to his body may have been caused by the body being submerged in water. Initial thoughts were that the boy could have been drowned, and this theory was supported by the wrinkles on the palms of his hands and the soles of his feet, consistent with what happens when the body is submerged for extended periods of time. Because of the young age of the boy, investigators were hopeful that identifying him would be easy, but no one came forward to report a missing child. Adding to the mystery of it all, no missing child matched the boy's description. So what happened? Well, it's a mystery, so we don't really know. A Philadelphia barber came forward and said he had cut the boy's hair about a week before he was found. He claimed that the boy had come in with his older brother, but he had left the shop unharmed. The barber told police that the boy lived in an area called Strawberry Mansion, but when investigators followed up on it, nothing was found. In 1961, it was thought that the boy was one of carnival worker Kenneth Dudley's children. The Dudleys traveled up and down the East Coast looking for work, but living conditions for the children were not ideal. The Dudleys became suspects after their daughter Carol Ann died due to malnutrition, neglect, and exposure. Instead of reporting the death and burying the body, they wrapped her up in a blanket and left her in a wooded area in Virginia. In fact, seven of the ten children died in similar circumstances and all were quote-unquote buried in similar ways. It was only after intense questioning and investigations into the family's movements during 1957 that it was found the boy had no connection to them. Another theory was that the boy was a Hungarian refugee, a recent immigrant to the country. One article authorities found had a photo that looked remarkably like the boy, but it was later found not to be him as he was alive in North Carolina. It was thought for a time that the boy was Stephen Craig Damon, a boy who was abducted two years before the unknown boy was found. Medical records, however, did not match, and it was later determined through DNA testing that there was no link between the two. Footprint and fingerprint testing also all came back negative. So who was this kid? We just don't know. But here's a weird thing that happened. In 2002, a psychiatrist contacted authorities claiming to have information about the case. She claimed that one of her patients, a woman she called M, had confided that her parents had bought the unknown boy and used him as a sex toy. In M's story, her mother had been bathing the boy and had grown angry after he threw up. In fact, she was so angry by this that she beat the boy to death, then wrapped him in a blanket, placed him in a box, and then had M help her dispose of the body in the northeast Philadelphia woods. Investigators were intrigued and convinced that she was telling the truth, but after her name was leaked to the press, she left the country and has not been heard from since in regards to the investigation. Like the Zodiac or the Black Dahlia, we may never know exactly what happened or who the unknown boy was. He is currently buried at the Ivy Hill Cemetery, but hope for solving this case has greatly diminished. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. 
If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.